frankly, it never occurred to me to return here as president. I was on the Board of Regents for about five years, and when the then-president announced that he was going to go to University of New Mexico, one of my fellow regents turned to me and he said, you, you ought to apply for that job. And, I, and he says, I said, you're crazy. One thing led to another, and as it built up, I finally decided, uh, well, I'm perfect for this job. <laughs> I think the entire Cowboy family would agree that Burns Hargis was the right man for the job as president of Oklahoma State. From fundraising to enrollment, academics to landscaping, in 13 years as president, he has overseen the transformation of all aspects of the university. Welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Burns Hargis for one final interview reflecting on his time as president of Oklahoma State before he retires at the end of June. You had several different careers before becoming president of OSU. How did those prepare you for this role? Well, you know, uh, ironically, it was excellent preparation, uh, as as it turned out, uh, because I was a lawyer uh, for 28 years and uh, tried cases, trying to convince juries that what my side was right. Uh, so persuasion is important. I was in politics. I w- as a candidate, I wasn't too good. I, was a, I ran for governor and lost. Uh, but uh, throughout all that and, and then just generally in the community, raising money was one of the things I didn't mind doing. I kind of liked it. Because I always had the attitude, I'm I'm doing this for somebody else. I'm not getting anything out of this. Same way with politics. I'm doing, I'm giving you some money so I I can do this and you don't have to. And uh, so that experience was very good. And and then just uh, so so being in politics, uh, being uh, being a fundraiser uh, is uh, really good preparation because. A person doesn't need, now I now know, a person doesn't need to be an academic to be president. You need a good provost if you're, if you're not an academic. But uh, I, I, I just uniquely seem to fit a lot of, teach a lot of the skill sets that have been very useful as president. When you were named president 13, 14 years ago, what were your initial goals and did you accomplish them? Well, well, I didn't accomplish anything. I mean, it, it takes takes a lot of people to accomplish things. Uh, but one thing I knew, because I'd been a regent, is that we desperately needed money. I mean, the legislature had had, had declining support for higher education, uh, and we just took to attract the kind of faculty we needed, to retain the kind of faculty we needed. Uh, uh, we just had to have more money. And I wanted to, I wanted to have a uh, something everyone could coalesce around that was our stretch goal uh, and would really impress people if we made it. So we came up with a, a big fundraising campaign called Branding Success. And the foundation and various ones wanted to go around and to talk to all the units and see exactly you know, what they needed and then we'd aggregate all that and that'd be the goal. And I said, well, that'll be fine, but the goal's a billion dollars. I mean, I want something that is really big and nobody thinks we can do it, but I know we can do it. And that's, that was the first big, uh, big uh, goal and initiative that we, we did. We raised $166 million in the first two months and finally reached a billion uh, in five years. We had a seven-year goal, but we reached it in five. 
That's impressive. Yeah, we with a capital W. And the, and the, the person that gets a lot of credit for that uh, is Boone Pickens. He really changed how OSU people thought about themselves. Uh, if anything, he, he inspired us to be much more than we thought we could be. When you look back at the time when you received the job offer, how did the job actually compare to the expectations you had going into it? Well, I had, pre I had a pretty reasonable uh, understanding of the job just because I'd been a regent. And I'd been chair of the Board of Regents, so I had, was involved a little more deeply than uh, I otherwise would have been. And so I, uh, I, I, I thought I knew a lot about the job, and I probably did, but it, it uh, is so much more than that. The pace is incredible. I mean, you're, you're, you're basically on the road, I would say, at least two weeks out of a month and going everywhere. And, I, and since I like to sleep in my own bed, we, we'd fly back in here kind of almost from in, anywhere. And, uh, but you have student events, you have faculty events, you have donor events. It, it, it's just nonstop. And then from about now to May, you've got the legislature. So it, uh, it, it is, you get a little breather in the summer, but uh, from, when you hit the ground running about mid-August, you, you, can't, you can't stop for a breath until late May. It's a lot of work. I mean, you just explained a snippet of what goes into being the president. And although it's a lot of work, a lot of good memories come out of your time. So what's your, what's your favorite? Well, first of all, the goal and my goal has always been to make my, my vocation my avocation. I mean, I, I want to really enjoy what I'm doing. And that really is the case here. We've thoroughly enjoyed uh, the experience, the people we've met, uh, the students that we've uh, watched grow up here. It's just been uh, terrific. There's so many memories, uh, but to one that I'll never ever forget was the opening of the McKnight Center, the McKnight Center with New York Philharmonic. That was a glorious evening. And October 11th, 2019, I'll never forget that. With the highs come the lows. What was the toughest time of your presidency? Well, when we lost our uh, women's bas basketball coach, uh, Kurt Butke, and his assistant, Miranda Cerner, and the Brandstetters, uh, that was a horrible, horrible time. And uh, we got the call. We were at our home in Oklahoma City and got the call about 3 in the morning that they had found the plane. And so that uh, that was a very tough time. He had, he had kids here. and. It was just, it was really very sad. And then, of course, when the, the girl rammed into the homecoming crowd, um, that, was, that was awful. Ann and I had been in the parade, and we had already finished and gone home, and uh, we're having, we'd had breakfast. We were sitting there having the coffee, reading the paper, and my phone, both our phones just blew up. And uh, so we rushed around. I'd had a hip replaced, too, and I was on a cane. And we had rushed around, and the issue was, do we play the game? Is it disrespectful to play the game? And we all talked about it and, and decided it's better to stay together rather than everybody just dispersed to the four winds. It's better to stay together and support each other. Do a prayer and uh, be respectful, but go ahead and play the game. And Coach Gundy, was he, he just... He's, Called one, we talked one time and he said, you, you just tell me what's, what we're doing and that's what we'll do. 
So uh, the aftermath of that and visiting the people in the hospital, visiting the people's families that died, uh, it, it was a pretty miserable time. I want to get back to the happy a little okay. bit. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Oklahoma State tradition? Well, we, we were taught homecoming is, is really special. I'm, I'm anxious, anxious for you to see it. It's, it's, it is a really special time. Uh, the, uh, I love the alma mater. One of the great things about that night with the Philharmonic, totally unbeknownst to anybody, at the end, it just breaks, it makes me emotional even now, they started playing the, our alma mater. Now imagine the New York Philharmonic playing little old Oklahoma State's alma mater. That was very special. I can only imagine. What will you miss most about coming to campus every day? I'll miss, uh, well, I'll miss, I'll miss the students. I mean, they, people just don't, don't understand what a college campus is like. And the reason it's like that is, you know, they're a little bit crazy and they, they radiate energy. There's so much just pure energy on, these, on this campus. And it, it basically energizes you. And uh, I had a president tell me when I first came here, he said, if you're getting kind of tired and frustrated or just heck with it all, get out of your chair when classes change and just walk around for a while, you'll be fine. And he was right. Talking about walking around campus, is there a favorite place that you have on this campus here in Stillwater? There's a lot of them. You know, when we got here, we didn't have a sprinkler system. And uh, I worked at a nursery, plant nursery, in high school. So I think I'm an expert. And uh, I really thought the campus, the buildings were beautiful. And the, and the great thing about our, our buildings, in addition to just being neo-Georgian and attractive, is you have perspective. They're not all jammed in together. And, and so we've tried to continue that. But I think the beauty of this campus is really important when it comes to just bringing in uh, faculty and students and the like. A lot of kids come up here from Dallas and think there's a barn and a corral and they get here and they're stunned. It looks like New Hampshire. But we've, uh, we've really made an effort to, uh, we had a lot of trash too and I made it my, I made it my chore to pick up trash everywhere I went and I wanted people to see me picking up trash. And we, uh, we uh, restricted or canceled tobacco on campus uh, in, uh, I think in 09. That helped a lot, getting the cigarette butts out of the, out of the sidewalks. And uh, so Theta Pond is gorgeous. The library lawn is fabulous. But uh, if I just, you told me I only could only go one place, I'd go watch the ducks over at Theta Pond. This one might be kind of tough, but what do you think your legacy here at Oklahoma State is? Well, I hope it's being a student-oriented president, that I, I really love the students, and, and I, I, we do great research here. We do extension where we transfer the knowledge or take the knowledge from the university to our state. Uh, but uh, the students are what makes it for me, and uh, that's, that's what I'd like to be known as. What are you most looking forward to about your retired life? I'm not really looking forward to my retired life. I'm really not. I know a lot of people really look forward to it, but it just, 
it kind of terrifies me that uh, I, I need to have something to do. So I'm glad I'm going to be allowed to do this leadership institute here, and hopefully some other things will present themselves. I'll tell you one thing I'm going to do for fun, though, and not golf. I, I, I do play golf, but not, it's not fun to me most of the time. Uh, but before, I was an old rock and roll piano player. And so, and I used to always say, when my ship comes in, I want a Steinway piano. Well, giving me a Steinway piano is like giving a tenderloin to a dog. I mean, it's ridiculous. But Ann, I always heard that, and she had an old maid aunt die in, in, uh, 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 right out of Philadelphia, Thorndale. And uh, she bought me a Steinway piano. And so I said, well, you can't play Louie Louie on a Steinway piano. So I started taking jazz piano lessons. And I did that for two or three years before we came up here, and I haven't been able to do much here. I've played a couple of times here. I play with the jazz band. Unfortunately, they play really loud, so nobody can really hear what I'm doing. But uh, I'm going to get go back, and I've already called my jazz teacher. I'm coming back. I love that. That's so exciting. Yeah. What message or advice do you have for your successor? Do a lot of listening. Spend a good bit of time listening. And, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be available. I'll be happy to tell her who to listen to. Uh, so it, uh, but it, just do a lot of listening. And if you've got good instincts, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. For more of my conversation with Burns Hargis, check out the final Inside OSU with Burns Hargis on O-State TV. And be sure to stop by Library Lawn at 3 p.m. on April 23rd to celebrate the president and first cowgirl. In the event of rain, the celebration will move inside to Gallagher-Iba Arena. On behalf of the entire Cowboy family, I would like to thank the president for all his contributions to the university over the last 13 years. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Inside OSU podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe. Once again, I'm your host, Megan Robinson. Go Pokes! <music>